Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast, episode 97 at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This episode is called iPhones for Travelers, and it's sponsored by WorldNomads.com. WorldNomads.com provides great value global travel insurance. You can buy, extend, and claim online, even if you're already traveling. All policyholders also get free travel blogs, safety advice, and language guides for your iPod. WorldNomads.com. Keep traveling safely. In this episode, we'll be talking about iPhones and iPods for travelers, and we're no experts on this, even though I'm quite a geek, so instead we've stolen some other people's information. No, we haven't. We haven't stolen it. Stealing is bad. Borrowed. Okay. (laughs) The truth is that Kev and Lucy are soon to take off on a round-the-world trip, and Kev's decided to try his hand at travel podcasting. And he recently released his first podcast, which is a top 10 countdown of iPod applications for travelers. We heard it, thought it was pretty good, and thought that because his audience is so small, we could promote his podcast and also get his expert information on iPods, iPhones, and the best apps to use on them. Yeah, it's a really good podcast, so we thought we'd um, play it here so you can all get to know him a bit. Yeah, and before we get into his top three applications for your iPhone or iPod Touch, we'd better talk about if you'd actually want to take one of these things on the road with you. Yeah, it's kind of important. So what are the pros and cons of having an iPhone on the road compared with a laptop, for example? Let's have Kev explain. Hello, this is Kev from wingingitaroundtheworld.com. In August this year, I'm incredibly lucky to be setting off on my travels with uh, my girlfriend Lucy, and we're going to be going from Manchester overland to Japan through Russia, Mongolia, China. As I've been researching my trip, um, I've read a lot about flash packing. And whilst I still want to be able to update my blog and email friends and do all the other things that I need a computer for, I'm a little bit nervous about taking a laptop with me. So as I already own an iPod Touch, I've started to read up a little bit about maybe using a smaller handheld device to fulfil all my computing needs. I'm working on the basis that certainly me and probably many other people will want to take an iPod Touch rather than an iPhone on any kind of long time trip around the world or something, a trip that might last more than a couple of weeks. Because I really don't know how certainly me or anyone else could afford the the carrier charges and the the data plan charges to keep an iPhone going, especially considering the UK um, the contract is at least 18 months. So it's not really something you can just pick up for a, for a month and then discard. So although you won't have the 3G internet access, you won't have the GPS function that you do on the iPhone, you will have a nice big wide touchscreen and Wi-Fi access. And most importantly, the potential to install any one of the seemingly millions of apps that are on the, uh, the Apple application store. We travel with two laptops now. We've got a 12-inch Apple PowerBook G4, and we've also got... An E... I mean, an EPC. An EPC. So we've got a tiny Linux-based kind of word processor. It's the coolest thing ever. And uh, a big PowerBook G4. And we've got iPods, cell phones... A myriad of SD cards, so hard drives. So my question is, could you imagine swapping your uh, your laptop for an iPhone or an iPod Touch? I don't think I could. I like being able to have the keyboard. Mm-hmm. 
But we do do a lot of writing, and yeah. where a lot of travelers would just be using their phones to keep in touch with home, maybe using Skype, mm. uh, sending emails, and, yeah, searching for information, making bookings. Yeah, and for a while there we did have a, a USB um, keyboard, which was quite good. We didn't use it that much because we had the laptop as well as the keyboard and the phone that we could use. But I think if I had that keyboard, it would be, yeah, could be useful. Okay, so you'd want a secondary real Bluetooth keyboard or USB keyboard to, to stick into your smartphone. For me, it would be essential, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm thinking the difference between an iPhone and a laptop is weight. That oh, would yes. be the big one for me. Oh, you should see our electronics kit. It's shocking. We have so much stuff. The other day I was looking at a definition of what a flash packer was, and it turns out we are flash packers, <laughs> which makes me a bit sad because I really don't want to be one. <laughs> I mean, expense, there isn't really that much difference. I mean, your laptop was about $500 cheaper than buying an iPhone. It's cheap, and it does everything I want it to do, but it is heavier. I mean, it would be about, I don't know, five times the weight. Mm. How about ability to hide it? Like, if you're in a bit of a dodgy place, you don't want to leave your bags unattended or at least leave anything valuable unattended. Well, obviously, an iPhone is smaller. But then again, my laptop's the size of a book. And so if I just throw it in my backpack, it's invisible, especially because it's so light. If you picked up my bag, you wouldn't think there was a computer there. But if you're going through someone's pockets, like mm -hmm. pickpockets might do, then an iPod Touch would be definitely a major item to take. Yeah. So for someone wanting to stay connected, wanting to stay online while they're traveling, there are definite pros and cons each way. Yeah, it really just depends on what you're going to be doing. If, if weight is a major issue, then the smaller the better, basically. But if you're going to be doing writing or anything like that, then I think the laptop is the better option. Okay, so Kev's going to tell us now about the applications that you can buy for your, uh, for your iPhone or your iPod Touch. There's like bits of software. And uh, he's going to tell us his top three travel applications. Great, let's get into it. So whilst the iPod is obviously a lot more limited than a laptop and it doesn't allow you to do things like video editing or photo editing, um, there are a lot of things you can do in the palm of your hand rather than needing a laptop and a power supply and all the, the extra worry that goes with uh, carrying a, a portable computer around with you. Um, for example, it has a fully functional web browser, uh, an email client, and really useful for travellers, um, Google Maps, so it allows you to find out where you are and where you need to be. But perhaps one of the most important parts of the, the iPod Touch software is the ability to install third-party applications. And over at my blog at wingingitaroundtheworld.com, I've done a rundown of what I think are the top ten travellers. But for now, here's just a top three. In three, we have a program called Traverter, and it's a piece of conversion software. And basically, it covers all of the things you could possibly ever want to convert when you're out on a holiday or trip or long-term travel. Uh, from currency conversions, and it updates the uh, the rates off the net. Uh, clothing sizes, uh, from everything from uh, shirts to hats, uh, suits, sweaters, coats, women's sizes, children's sizes, shoe sizes. Um, it can have uh, petrol or gas conversions, distance, temperature, and uh, international dialing code. So it really is a useful little uh, addition to your iPod library. An iPod now can help you break down the language barrier. And in second place, we've got a, some software uh, from worldnomads.com. And what it is, is basically a, a phrase book. And it's 
brilliantly free. Uh, it's available in Spanish, Vietnamese, Hindi, Indonesian, Thai, French, Italian, Japanese, Mandarin, Lao, Arabic, Malay, Portuguese, Russian, Turkish, German, Swedish, Greek, Dutch and Nepali. And even though there's some um, language tools in the iPod App Store which basically allow you to select a phrase and it'll speak it um, out of the speakers, it seems a little bit hard to imagine actually doing that without looking ridiculous. So I guess this is a, a good alternative to paying for a phrase book or using some of the speaking software because it actually allows you to interact with the, the local community. So then, that brings us to number one, which is basically the potential to eliminate the need for buying expensive guidebooks. Okay, um, We've got a company called Sehat Rosny, and they produce all kinds of travel guides, and they do cost a little bit of money. They're 59 pence, but if you compare that to maybe the £10 for a Lonely Planet guide or a rough guide, um, it really is worth it, plus to which... If you're away for a year, you can't be carrying 15 Lonely Planet guides around with you, um, but you could on your iPod. Um, I've downloaded the Japanese one, uh, 59 pence, and it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's got information from uh, and general information, maps, uh, cities, how to get around, kind of transport information, all the, all the stuff that you'd normally expect to see in a guidebook. Uh, but unlike a guidebook, um, you get free updates. So you don't have to buy the new version. You don't have to worry about it going out of date. And obviously that's going to save you a lot of money. So that was my top three iPod applications. Um, if you want to see more of that kind of thing, head over to wingingitaroundtheworld.com. Um, but for now, thank you very much to Craig and Linda for having me. And safe travels. Well, safe travels to Kevin, also to Lucy. We really appreciate you sharing your voices with us. If you've loved the sound of Kev's voice, you can find more at wingingitaroundtheworld.com. Uh, we'll have links to that and also a direct link to their show in the iTunes store in the show notes at indietravelpodcast.com. And you can uh, hear the other seven apps in his top ten. And if you'd like to contribute to the Indie Travel Podcast, you can send us an email at mail at indietravelpodcast.com or use the contact form on site. Now, I'd better clear one thing up. WorldNomads.com is a sponsor of our show, but as far as I know, have nothing to do with winging it around the world.com. It was just a nice tie-in that, you know, they're talking about their free iPhone app while they're sponsoring our show. Well, it just goes to show that World Nomads are actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And those free language guides aren't only available for the iPod. You can also download them as normal MP3 files, um, right at IndieTravelPodcast.com. And of course, you can also book insurance through the links on our site, which earns us a small commission. So if you would do that, that would be very good. Yeah, we, we like that. Any income is good income. And this brings us to the end of our show. So before we sign off, we should mention WorldNomads.com's uh, community development work. At WorldNomads.com, you can choose to support a Footprints community development project where you purchase your travel insurance online. Remember, worldnomads.com. Keep travelling safely. I hope this episode made all of the geeks and the flash packers happy. Yeah, let us know. We'd love your comments. And until next week, travel well.